Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, actor, comedian, and multimedia personality. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hal Sparks. All right, let's do this. Look at that. Uh, Johnny Million and I are on our, our game, and uh, finally there. I love when there are problems in it. It ain't my fault. It's so yeah. good. You know what I mean? It's people such a in relief. the chat are, think they're we in the same room. Uh, we're, we're not, though. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it tickles. Um, it's just uh, multiple green screens. Also, Johnny's phasing out like uh, Marty McFly uh, while playing guitar at the end of Back to the Future. Right. Um, Earth Angel. Yeah. That's irritating. Yeah. Ooh, somebody no, sorry. just said, dude, where's my car? Uh, well, sure. Um, I, I mean, that's a, that's a reference. It's a career reference. I know. Hey, I just, I, I don't hear that well, one for you very much. Well, Johnny, is it, is it my fault that I have so many culturally impactful, um, projects in my wheelhouse that I, I have no idea what people like me from when they come up to me smiling <laughs> on the street. And it's a feature, all- not a bug. It is absolutely. It could be a Queers Folk fan. They could be a Lab Rats fan. They could yeah, be, could be like, Hi, my I was car Mr. Fan. Davenport. I love uh, the 80s. Talk soon. And, and, and increasingly, this strange little uh, streaming show that I've been doing since lockdown that turned into a thing. And God bless the, the fan base and the and the subscribers. We hit the 60K mark and uh, on that. subscribers. So crazy. And then the new goal is, uh, and to help, you know, elevate the message, you just got to keep climbing you got it that's what the ladder is about keep climbing uh we want a thousand subscribers on twitch which i think we can get there a thousand patrons we're about 800 i think and a thousand um uh we need a hundred thousand on the facebook page followers on there and a hundred thousand on the youtube and i think that in and of itself is enough for me to build one of you know i will be able to finally move you and your lovely wife uh at least during the winter months to Los Angeles so we can actually be in the same room and we'll all live in a giant kind of Barbara Streisand like compound that I will oh, sue I Google to keep off the map and we will fill uh, the, we'll turn the garage into a mini version of Glenn Beck's studio which with all the like Saddam Hussein style artwork huh no no he doesn't have chalkboards he has, a, he has a lot of TV screens and his logo everywhere and that's uh, that's my dream you know that guy he'd be like mm-hmm. and here is he still we're does all gonna die yeah yeah, he still does chalkboard, but that's for specials, which aren't very special because he does them every Wednesday. It's that Wednesday, you know, nothing against Wednesday. I mean, it is the hump, you know, but uh, yeah, it's, there's nothing special about him. Um, by the way, uh, hi, everybody. Hi, Lisa Phillips in the chat room. Hi, Sparklers out there. Hi, Brad. Look at this lovely group of people. I now also, thanks to our patrons, have a teleprompter that instead of using as a teleprompter, I... I feed my chat into it so that I can see them instead of having to look up at the ceiling oh, at a amazing. side monitor. It's really great. It's very helpful. So I can so see. Can you like, see that Tobias sent us an amazing super chat of Canadian money? Yes. CADs as they are. Um, cad. Yeah, you're they, a cad, Tobias. You're a cad. You cad. And we love you for it. So um, I I don't know whether to like warn Chicago to be ready on the dump button for me. Um, on because I'm fairly ride, riled up this morning on a couple of things. And oh, our dear nice. friend, Austin Bryan, 
um, is going to be joining us for the second hour because Phil is in the States and running around trying to drum up support for Ukraine while he's here and talking to all the people that matter stateside before going back to Ukraine in, a, in like maybe a week. So he's here doing some stuff. So uh, Boss Brian will ably fill in um, in that hour yeah, with us. Yeah, he'll come on to swear great. with an accent. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, in some ways, it, you know, it's kind of like can sneak it know, under the wire that way. You, you can. can. Like, like the, it's like the Irish say what is effectively the worst one. Right. On the regular, yeah. worst swear, the worst four-letter yeah, word. Just, it's that, like you know, the word like in, in our Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, they, yeah, totally. The seeing this and the seeing that. Absolutely. And they and and it's the accent that gives them a pass. And I think, uh, you know, to some degree, Boston does that as well. Now, that said, um, the reason is, is because I'm probably going to say something that's the most provocative thing I've said Ooh. on this show. And thank you, Robert, for that super chat. Bless you. Um Bobby! Um, and, and, and it won't be, I guess it depends on whether or not people understand what I'm trying to say, um, on whether it will be controversial or not, because it is definitely intentionally meant Latin? to be, for, yes, absolutely. Because you're fluent and that, you know, that's, <laughs> we speaking, you and I, it's all, it always worked when we spoke in code in high school. Yeah. Nobody understood what we were saying. I had no idea. Right. Until we started speaking pig Latin. Weird. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so I, I'm. I have been going through the news and um, looking at sort of the the dichotomy of news stories that happened this week. Um, on the one hand, you had both Giuliani. We'll talk about him in a moment. Giuliani um, not, refusing to testify in his own trial, the one that did not go well. We'll get to how not well it went. Um, and then same with Trump on Monday, Trump was going to testify. He was bragging. He was going to testify. His own attorney said, you know, uh, you're not a, like, like he's not a coward. So he's going to testify. And then I guess he became a coward somewhere along Sunday night (laughs) and, and just announced that he wasn't going to testify in his own trial. And then Hunter Biden shows up and says, I'll testify. I just want to do it in public. And they're like, we don't have time to do it in public. Like, why not? You, you, how long do you have Hillary on the stand? 11 hours? Yeah. Well, he'll break it up. He'll do it over a couple of days. It'll be must-see TV. The problem is it, it'll be, you know, what people must see is that they don't have any evidence. They have information. And again, a smoking gun is not evidence if it's at a firing range and it's just been used for practice. Right. Do you understand? Like, if or it was in a house fire, it's among the rubble and everything is smoking. And therefore, you hold up a gun that is smoking going, aha, this is this. Is, yeah. So that's the problem that they have information not being evidence. But back and forth um, in these, you know, that dichotomy of stories. I was also, as many people know, if they've been following along, um, I've been following what's been going on in Sudan lately and in many ways. What hasn't been covered. And you have to understand there was a, you know, many people even don't refer to Sudan as, you know, many people know about Darfur and the and the genocide in Darfur and the fighting in Darfur in 2013 and and just the number of dead and displaced and all this stuff. It was a huge news story and it was a big world outcry at the time. Well, um, since that time, Sudan has broken into Sudan and South Sudan. There is no North Sudan. It is just simply Sudan. I don't know how that works or whatever. I guess Dakota and South Dakota should have a talk. But 
um, Darfur is part of Sudan. And I, I, I was surprised at how many people I talked to about this didn't know that or didn't it didn't occur to them that this is part of that struggle. Um, the leader of Sudan was deposed last year and early last year, I believe, 2022. And um, since then, the two generals, his two main generals, one guy who effectively runs what would be the Pentagon of Sudan, which is saying a lot, but it's not that yeah. much. But you get my point. And then the guy who runs what would effectively be the SEALs or, you know, the the Marines of of the military. Those two guys got into a spat about who was going to run the place. They got into a kind of verbal fight back and forth. And that broke out into a war. And now that has broken out into a full, like, just uh, effectively a civil war and an ethnic genocide. Um, not just, by the way, of one side on an ethnic side of it and the other side on an ethnic side of it. But the two of them, while they're busy trying to wipe out the other side, they're also wiping out other groups in the country. Like, hey, while we're killing each other, why don't we just kill these people we never liked anyways? And and it, over the last over the last few months, there's been a myriad of the soldiers killed and 13 to 16,000 um, civilians killed as well. Although nobody's keeping track because of two things that happened this week. One of the things that happened this week is that the UN voted on a ceasefire resolution for Gaza, non-binding resolution, and the and several countries abstained, and the U.S. voted against it because the the idea of like dropping your without some exchange of or or enforcement of hostage exchange or something like that, it doesn't make any sense for them to not keep looking, and so so they voted no against it at the exact in the exact same week, the exact same seven day period, the UN. Um, it ceased their uh, sort of democracy building exercise, their 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 peacekeeping exercise in Sudan. They 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 had a system set up earlier that was to try and work out between the two sides some sort of peaceful resolution. They shut it down this week. Everybody's leaving. There's a, a two to three month extraction. They are taking everybody out of that area and effectively. I mean, there are definitely like. You know, UN support for the refugees around uh, the country, people who fled into Chad and other countries, their feet, you know, they're trying to get supplies into them. But effectively, Sudan has become a no go zone for anybody in the UN because there are no peacekeeping troops. There's none of that. It strikes me as interesting that that is the parallel. What the UN is focused on and what they're insisting on and what they are impassioned about and what they're kind of shrugging off. And that I, I've found that if you go back, especially if you include the 2013 Darfur uh, massacres, there have been more people killed in the last, you know, I, I well, there have been more people killed in the last six months there that have been killed in the the Gazan exchange, certainly, but also in the entire history of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, there have been more deaths and sexual assaults and enslavement and child soldiers and displacement of people in Sudan in the last, you know, decade, the last 10 years, you know, all the way back to 1948 in, in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. And I got to say, um, it seems like uh, on our side of the aisle, the people who are what I would call the faux aggressives, um, who pretend to be on the left or pretend to be caring about these things, the only real distinction between that that fight, what's going on between the two sides in Darfur and, and Sudan, rather, 
And the two sides that are going on in Israel and Gaza is that there's Jews on one side of it. Yeah. I mean, that's that that seems to be Russia. Apparently, if if Israel does what Russia did to Ukraine, they're uh, they're terrible. But Russia's okay. Well, what's the difference between Russia and the Russian president and the Ukrainian president? Right. That's. That's the thing that's stuck in my crawl. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio program, Mega Worldwide, now with 100% more Johnny Million. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide. The fighting in Sudan has spread to Wad Madani, uh, which was a town where people were seeking refuge because it was sort of a, a safe enclave. And um, there are hundreds of thousands of innocent Sudanese there. And there have been these raiding parties coming into the edges, getting deeper and deeper into the area and firing then from both sides, from the Sudanese military and the uh, what's called the rapid uh, strike force, which sounds like something like a, a villain from a G.I. Joe cartoon in the mm-hmm. 80s right um they fire just they uh, fire across and through uh civilians total disregard nobody cares it's it's horrifying um and over the last week this has been happening and i think the problem the reason i think the primary reason in in the current situation we're in the united states as far as the, in the media in the united states is the reason it does not reach um, the the sort of zeitgeist level of understanding why people don't know about it or it just gets kind of pushed to page 35 is because there is no easily playable political win. Nobody, nobody on either side can spike a ball on it for their supporters. They, it is, um, you know, uh, black Arabs against uh, black non-Arabs. It is Muslim against Muslim. It is not even Sunni versus Shia. It is mostly territorial. Um, it is, you know, again, and it's almost like when you show pictures of the people who are being displaced, it looks so much like all the other people being displaced in Africa over the last, you know, I mean, my entire lifetime, I think, but the last five years, as far as the images, you can't tell them apart. You can't tell the camps apart. You wouldn't even know the difference between one of the Chad camps versus one that's outside a car or one of the former ones. It, it, there's and somebody just in the chat. Nichols is saying, Nicholas is saying there's no oil there. That's not it. There's materials there. There's gold in Sudan. That's why the Wagner Group has been there. And you could argue that part of this has been them adding to that dust up so they can bug out with gold. That has been a major factor. I'm talking about the imagery you can get, WW, as far as the last five years, you know, the quality of phones and the ability to have citizen journalists film stuff that isn't grainy, lost, whatever. I mean, you can get the images you get are very real and very specific and and, and not like old photographers during the Vietnam War. I'm talking about now, like you you couldn't tell them apart. Most people couldn't. And in so far as these camps. But you can't dunk on either side of it. Um, politically. So it doesn't make the news. The division and the sort of sports mentality 
um, in in how we deal with news stories and what matters is true. Um, you know, while we're t- we've been trying to have a very serious conversation about the need to support Ukraine and the like, but it became watery about who could sort of spike the ball in different crowds, you know, because of the the disinformation and the sort of propaganda machine out of Russia has been trying to like mute the the seriousness of that circumstance. So fewer and fewer people can get a direct spike on the ball. They You have to stand up in that situation on your own. You can't just go, I support this because my group supports this or my pack supports this or my political party supports this you kind of have to stand alone in it right and and ukraine's less of that story certainly i mean i think the lines are much more distinct than people uh, than the republicans and certainly the chip roys of the world would like you to think it is but in sudan and car and uh again the there was a there was an attack um recently and i well, there's a lots of them. And the point is, none of them are reaching the level of of the international news because neither side can dunk on them. Neither side can stake a flag in it and go, this is my side being wronged or this is my side winning. And that's that's the biggest that is the biggest burden of anybody wanting to sort of help or draw attention to the Sudanese conflict or the need for U.N. peacekeepers, because that's exactly what's needed there. It, the but right now, you have activists in the United States on, I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if you call right-wingers even activists at this point, because they just try to stop everything. You know, the, like, like on our side, we have activists and slacktivists and, and fake activists and all that crowd or whatever. But on the right, it's just kind of like, no, 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 we don't have to do anything. Just let the right people kill the people who should, deserve to die, and that's that. Yeah? Um. Both sides couldn't give a crap about it because, again, they can't uh, dunk on it in particular. And because of that, it just won't chart. Right. It won't chart. And the only thing that will make it chart, again, is a, 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 you know, is a horrible genocide happening again in Darfur that's that's impossible not to see. Right now, it's a slow rolling one. It's only tens of thousands. Until it builds up and they go, we're on, you know, one side decides they're winning and the other side's got to go. That's when it hits the 100,000, 200,000 point. And then it's too late. Then it's then nobody gets to pat themselves on the back for, you know, coming to the rescue or sending in U.N. troops at that point. Because all you did was wait till they cleared the ground. This is the same thing like, well, well, we'll just, you know, let Russia take this section of Ukraine and then just call it a night and then they'll. Then they salami slice another chunk and another chunk, mm-hmm. or they say we're going to actually uh, send more supplies now. Once during a ceasefire with Russia, we'll just send more supplies to Moldova, you know, to the area that we've taken there, and then we'll squeeze Ukraine from the center and down from Belarus. And since they don't have a navy, we'll push up from the Black Sea. That was the plan. It failed, but that was the plan because the world didn't look the other way. We got to take a break again because uh, we ran over the break because of the time. We'll be back right after this. I do have some relatively funny news for the week, but I, I want to put this on people's radar. Yeah. It's, it's sort of a it, yeah, it's people in the chat are saying this is the first they've heard of it. So they need to. Yeah, hear it. exactly. People need to know that they're aware of this. And they also need to look at the people that they're listening to talk about Israel and Gaza right now and compare them to what their their silence on Sudan. 
because that will tell you who they really are and what their side really is. We'll be back. Welcome back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Okay, I, I gotta I, I gotta shift my uh, my focus news wise, or I will I will just start s- swearing like Yosemite Sam um, about this whole thing. But I I would encourage people to you know if they have the stomach for it, um, you know, try to you know at least be aware of what's going on there, and if you have a rep that gives a damn about these kind of things, you should contact them about. How, you know, more action by us and the UN there. The problem is we we do have a big group on our side that thinks that the U.S. military, whenever they go anywhere, is a bad thing. And that's what kept us out of Rwanda. And that's what made that genocide happen. And and you and Bill Clinton is right in saying that that was the biggest uh, regret of his presidency. Was that he, you know, and the Republicans going after him for whitewater and all that kind of stuff was was intended to keep him distracted uh, so he wouldn't be able to, you know, ex- express positive American focus in the world like Rwanda. So, we, you know, effectively, we stood down while that happened and we're doing it again in Sudan because, quite frankly, um on the on the and I can't tell Republicans what to do, but on the Democratic side of the aisle, there is an absolute concept that the American military, wherever it goes, only does damage and is terrible and bad and bad and terrible. And so therefore, it's always better to keep them out. And when that happens, that's when you get situations like this, because I get I guarantee you the Wagner group never gets a stand down order. Not ever, not in any of these places, as a matter of fact, their biggest cue that they get it to go into some place is the the U.S. won't be there, <laughs> right? It, the, yeah. uh, as soon as the U.N. says we're out, and they're like, "Oh, okay, great, chaos reigns. We'll just come in, throw some money at whoever the current warlord is, and just start slaughtering people." And that's exactly what it's happened. Meanwhile, um, and like I said, the the uh, the Guardian has an article in Gaza: the fuel is gone, and now the trees are running out because they're you know, like cutting down trees to use for fuel and whatever. And people are worried about the respiratory aspects of this is a concern, but it's not even on par with the 6.4 million people in Sudan that are being displaced. And there's still UN aid coming into that part of Gaza where they're talking about this story. It's, it's, it's infuriating because, and again, on an interpersonal level, what hurts worse, your broken hand or my broken leg, my broken leg, because it's mine. And, and so whatever people feel closest to, they will be, they will attach that to it. But I would, I would like to compare those things if I might to uh, the, the economic news in the United States and the absolute uh, like off the leash griping that we hear in the United States. Um, I'll, I'll, and I'll give you a good example. Okay. So a, the, the, the buy, and this is sort of an extreme example. Um, uh, we have had inflation due to supply chains and a myriad of other things over the last few years. And the, and the, we have moved into disinflation, which is not deflation. It's just a slower rate of inflation, right? And, People are asking for deflation because they want the prices to go back 
from when they were, you know, to what they were in 2019. Okay, some of them are never going to do that because we're now playing, we're now paying what I would call an anti-slavery tax because a lot of the goods and services and stuff that we got that came from China specifically came to us cheaply because of slave labor. And if you don't want to use slave labor anymore, things are going to cost a little bit more. About it, you know, the a shirt from, you know, that was, you know, $4 because you could buy it from there is now 5 That's it. That's the change. It's a, it's a dollar anti-slavery tax. That's what a good portion of the sort of what's effectively the permanent inflation that we're experiencing here. Along with that is, including in the United States, a rise in workers' wages. And the mitigation that Powell has been having with the Fed is that we got to tamp down um, inflation by driving down. Workers are getting too much money, and therefore they've got too much money in circulation. That whole Volcker BS that they've been selling for a long time, which has they, – they're all super confused about why nothing – matches up in the economy with how stuff used to because they're not factoring COVID into it and the new supply chains at all. But right now, the price of eggs is deflationary. It is down 22%, which is above the whatever 16% it went up last year because of avian flu. It is it is now deflationary. Meanwhile, other stuff, houses because of housing rates and, and the lack of supply, we are 3.2 million houses short of, of what the market can bear. There are 3.2 million people who want to buy a house that can't, not because they can't afford it, but because mm-hmm. it physically doesn't exist. The only reason they can't afford it is because it, the houses they're looking at are are. Are a short are in a shortage. They are there are too few of them, so there are more people jockeying for them, right? It, which includes this Lauren Boebert nonsense, where she was like, "Go ahead, Bidenomics," about uh, like this this housing article she saw without reading the fact that it was literally like they they were called they were referring to people's houses as golden handcuffs. People couldn't sell because their house was worth so much, but the interest rate was high, so they were tied to a great investment they can't leave. Uh, like it was just the weirdest thing, hardly the thing you say. And then again, compare that to uh, Israel, Gaza, Sudan, it, Turkey, for that matter. Turkey is 184 percent inflation. They are they have dollarized their economy under the table. Um, so or, or Argentina, everybody's applauding the new uh, Trump dude down there who's yeah. now running the country. And, and they're like, he's cutting government policies and programs like a real conservative. No, he isn't. They literally can't pay for them and they can't secure debt to pay for them. If he could secure debt to pay for them during the transition to their dollarization, he would. But he had, they literally had to cut them to get bonds to support water and uh and and electrical plants and that kind of stuff just to keep the lights on and the traffic flowing like it's childish anyways so the the deflationary nature of eggs for example um if you add that to the inflation of how much it costs to get to buy a house right now and the factor that people are actually willing to pay pay that, which is what is driving it up. If nobody was willing to move and buy a new house and pay three grand a month for whatever size the house is, and and welcome to the entire United States effectively having the same 
uh, I guess, national location market as the coastal cities and the like. There's a variation of that everywhere. I'm amazed at how some dumpy houses in the middle of Missouri or Kansas or Kentucky or Tennessee sell for as if they're, you know, on a beach. It's really odd Hmm. because people look at it like they're their primary investment. But as that goes up and eggs go down, in between that is disinflation. As one thing is deflationary and one thing continues to inflate, if you blur it out and you look at all the things combined, you get disinflation. Right? Okay. Um, and somebody's like, what if the house is free? I don't know. Find some people to build the house for free. Find somebody to cut down the trees for free. Find somebody to make the nails for free. Find a plumber that'll work for free. Find a, you know, that's, that's how. And, uh, and it doesn't, it finds some, uh, all those people don't, can't eat, can't send their kids to college. I mean, again, that's a, it's a good question, right? They, and, and the history of government housing, uh, across the country, um, you know, not super great. That said, all, I mean, a lot of this is just like NIMBY nonsense from, from, uh, you know, city councils across the country. That said. Between those two things, we have disinflation. We have a moderating economy that is better than any economy in the world post-COVID. We have a, a narrowing of uh, racial unemployment and gender uh, gendered unemployment at a faster pace than we've uh, – well, I mean, it never existed before. It's actually happening now under Joe Biden. And the stability of our economy is baffling Wall Street. They are so confused. Every article on Bloomberg and Market Watch and every everybody who comes on Maria Bartiromo's show on Fox Business is absolutely confused why things are going so well, especially compared to the rest of the world, especially compared to all these people that Donald Trump is constantly saluting as being great leaders from central casting who are brilliant Sharp as a tack, ahead of their time. Nobody in Hollywood could play them in a movie because they're just so handsome and they're just so smart and they're just so tough. And their countries have over 100% uh, inflation. Um, they have started using our currency instead of their own. In the case of, in, in the case of China, they have somewhere in the order of 27% youth employment. In the cities, it's over 50%. Of 18 to 29 year olds are unemployed. Can you imagine those kind of numbers in the United States? Yeah, that would be a nightmare. And and can you imagine um, Donald Trump and the entire Republican Party applauding the strength of those numbers? Such a strong leader. Yeah. Russia as well. Russia has lost a hundred and twelve billion dollar industry in the last uh, like year, two years, two and change. And the Europeans voted this week to officially be uh, allow their nation states to block uh, gas from Russia officially, not just not buy it, but le- block it legislatively, which is a big deal. It's very difficult for them to do that. It's right. It, the next step is seizing the goods of a foreigner who's in your country and that is doing something you know, bad elsewhere and selling those things and using the profits. That is incredibly hard to do in a free country. It's easy to do in Russia. 
They did it. They stole all of Ireland's uh, and, and the UK's planes that they were leasing. Just not going to give them back. Most of the commercial aircraft in Russia was leased before the war. They just kept them. But when the West does that, it takes us years to go through the legal process and and to thin the laws to make sure that it can't be misused to get, you know, mm. on somebody else. And yet, uh 112 billion dollar loss, the bi- the single biggest industry loss um in in the oil and gas world, I think ever. And still Donald Trump is saluting these guys. Sure. Still still thinks they're amazing. Um, oil was supposed to be at $200 a barrel as soon as Joe Biden took over. And any day now, any day now, any Stock day now. The market was going to crash. It was going to crash. It literally hit its all-time high this week of 37000 yeah. I believe it's still up over it, uh, although I don't doubt somebody will take their profits over it expecting some sort of a, you know, a, a leverage backwards. But, it, you know, it, you know, the record that it beat was set in September. And the and the record that that one beat, I believe, was in June. Wow. It is at the biggest two week run in its history. Investors everywhere are saying that the S and P could hit what six thousand next year or something. The seems high. Yeah, hardly the kind of thing. It's oh, thanks. T two baseball put it in thirty seven. 306. It's still up over, it's 300 points over 37,000. It's a new record now officially every time it goes up. And yet, Donald Trump goes to Iowa where he has half the support he had in 2020. Half. Half the support. Donald Trump won the Republican Party. Donald Trump won the Republican Party, the vote of Republicans across the country. By uh, at ninety eight percent in twenty twenty, and still lost by millions of votes, and now he's at fifty one percent in Iowa. He's at forty six percent in New Hampshire. Nikki Haley and DeSantis. DeSantis was the only one in double digits for a while. Nikki Haley is now uh, moved up ahead of him. In some polls, it shows Chris Christie ahead of DeSantis. 14%. You got three people in double digits as they start codifying around the caucuses in the early elections who might be a contender. Now, and again, 14% for Chris Christie. Do the math on how many of those folks are going to ever vote for for Donald Trump next time, considering his message. We'll be back right after this. It's the House yeah. Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, WCPT820.com. Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. Okay, Uh, all right, I've I've hammered these points uh, as much as I can, and I I just want to remind everybody as we were leaving the break, let let me restate. Donald Trump's support in the Republican Party has been cut in half, and and all these people, everybody's showing him he's at 56 points, 
in 48 points and 46 points as the he's far ahead. He's over 20 points ahead of his nearest rival and all that kind of stuff. That's the guy who was already president once and won with 98 percent of the vote. And the people that are running against him are running to be his his main alternative. The only one that's even close policy wise to him that is a one to one that people voters feel is DeSantis. The one guy Trump attacks the most, which means if DeSantis is the guy, even though he's the most Trumpy, Mm -hmm. half of Trump supporters will never vote for him. So 20 percent of the Republican vote is gone for DeSantis if he's the guy, period, end of story. Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a moderating factor. He calls her bird brain or whatever. There could be a wash of people who might vote for her, but she's never going to clear 50% in her own party because there's just no way the GOP, unless they're trolling, um, will vote for a woman of color as their main candidate. Right. And then Chris Christie is the main one. Chris Christie in the last poll, after his his things in the um, uh, in the debates, is at 14% in some of these polls. If there's... 14% of people in any of these polls that are voting for Chris Christie, th- that is their way of staking a flag in the ground. Not necessarily that they think they're going to have a chance to vote for Chris Christie in the general, but that they are never going to vote for Donald Trump. That's what that means. You sign up behind Chris Christie as your candidate, and you're like, I'm, yeah, I'm with him for the caucuses. I'm with him for the New Hampshire. That's, that's saying I'm a never Trumper. That's what that means. And right. they're going to stick to that because they have no reason to let the the uh, Trump and the maggot army continue to take over their party. And if they have any hope of salvaging it, he's got to go down in flames. So they got to hold their nose. They're going to hold their nose. And this idea that there's going to be like little packs of crossover, like minority groups, just like there were, by the way, in 2020, they're going to vote for Trump all of a sudden. And Biden's going to lose the black vote and he's going to lose women and he's going to lose Muslims who are in Michigan, who are going to apparently vote for Donald Trump because the guy that gave Israel the Golan Heights, moved the, uh, the uh, recognized the capital as Jerusalem and moved the embassy there and who would give Netanyahu the total go ahead to flatten Gaza forever. Never have a rule of engagement about civilians ever. Like he would just go, why are you even bothering? Just kill them. And by the way, Trump would do this oh, with yeah. a go ahead from his Saudi backers, the Saudis, the Jordanians. Um, you could argue even the Lebanese and certainly the Egyptians have no interest in the the Palestinians getting a state of their own or or being able to stand up on their own as a people. And they certainly don't want them in their own country. So, the you know, he'll he'll get the go ahead. He'll get the whisper go ahead from a dozen capitals. In the Middle East going, just let the Israelis wipe these guys out. Can we just because we want to get to business because believe me, the Saudis want to be sort of this Las Vegas slash Manhattan slash Hong Kong of the Middle East. And that doesn't happen with the the problems they have with the Houthis and the Palestinians. So the, the answer will be. You think the Israelis are involved in ethnic cleansing or genocide or an apartheid or any of that stuff? You ain't seen nothing yet until a Donald Trump second term. So the idea that a bunch of them are going to back him is just ludicrous. And by the way, they all know this. The guy's running on reinstating the the Muslim ban and making it worse. Yep. The other thing is uh, Rudy Giuliani is broke. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, he's 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 into the, the red, I think. Yeah. Twenty five million was the original 
I think they sought $25 million minimum. Really? Those were the original damages they were yeah, seeking? Yeah. And then yeah, the jury 25. came up with this other number? Well, they the judge added, like, that said they could basically look at another charge. Um, it ended up being $48 million after that. And then the number, it, like, over the process, when the original lawsuit came in, it was at around $25 million or something. And because um, I think to both of the women who were tackled, like, $25 million? Yeah, I could disappear for that. I could settle down and change my name and move so that some psycho maggot doesn't walk up to me on the street and go, you ruined Rudy's life, you know, and, and yeah. Um, so I think they were, you know, more than enough. And they were going to run a ad campaign proving their innocence. Because you could make two Dinesh, uh, you know, you know, 2000 mules movies with that kind of money easily. So yeah, ultimately uh, the jury came back and just said, Nope, this guy's, uh, this guy should pay that on almost every count. And it ended up being $148 million is the primary one. And Rudy's lawyer in the fine, in his final argument, you know what it was? Hmm. It was, you shouldn't blame Rudy. You should go after gateway pundit. Because they're the ones that posted the video that Rudy was referencing. So they, uh, this is sort of another version of what I would call the, the whispering fed myth that, you know, poor, poor Rudy never would have lied about these people. Um, he just, and, or, and, or lacked doing due diligence when slandering people. He, it, it was, it wasn't his fault. He believes, he believed Gateway Pundit. Therefore, all the damage he did to them in, in front of legislatures and in front of, you know, landscaping companies, whatever, or outside the Oval Office, which is really what it was about. You know, the, mm-hmm. all those other silly times aside, he was the president's lawyer when he was saying a bunch of this stuff. They're like, uh, I, I don't know if he'll, I think they just decided, like, they're going to throw everything at him. And then I, I actually do believe Gateway Pundit is next. I th- they're going to keep going after the other people. Now that they've won oh, against damn. him, they're going to keep going. And Rudy was, uh, you know, part of the reason why Rudy said, I, I don't regret a damn thing and all that kind of stuff. It's because he knew he was losing. He knew he was going to lose. He, he had no evidence to prove his case. He kept saying these things. And it's one of the reasons why he went straight at the mics and went, I don't regret a damn thing. is because at a certain point, it's that gonna if you're going through difference. hell, keep going. Yeah, it won't make any difference. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have that amount of money anyways. What are you gonna do? Double it, triple it. I don't have it. I'm done anyways. So once you're done, you know, he's kind of like in, maybe intellectually like a cornered squirrel. You know what I mean? Like he's he doesn't really have a lot of options. He's just gonna just he's just gonna bite and scrape and try to get out a window. That's it. That's we're now at that point. Um by the way, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a European trip in his future. It's mm. an extended vacation uh, to Cyprus or something like that. Um, that that said, you know, I, I would argue Trump will be equally broke by the 250 million baseline. That, uh, you know, and by the way, let me tell you something. New York needs the money. And every new because of uh, because uh, of the immigrants that Abbott is sending, because of post COVID economy stuff, because of I mean, they, they, it's a big, expensive city anyways. So I got something to tell you, like the 250 million that Trump is probably going to get fined for his in his civil case. I got to say, they they got every reason to tack on every extra dime they possibly can. And and in, in the case of like 
even if he had a jury, the jury would go, New York needs the money. We need, I got a pothole near my, that's where that money would go. It'd patch that right up. So, uh, the, neither one of them can expect to get kind of a, a bailout, bailout on any level, um, from that. No, thank you, Melissa, for the super chat. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. And Boston Brian's going to join us in the next hour. Um, you're listening to House Parks Radio Program Mega Worldwide. We're on every Saturday, and uh, that's my friend Johnny Million. We went to high school together. We both went to New Trier and we got in our all first kinds band of together. That's right. And uh, and we're bringing it back. I insist. Oh, we we're gonna make. To. We're getting the band we back get together. Jeff back? That'd be a tough one. I don't know if he's kept up. He's got Peter Chris like level uh, drumming skills at this point. That'd be the hard I mean, part. I love Jeff, but it was always uh, it was, was a little faster. A gamble. We always sped up. Yeah, yeah. It was always yeah. uh, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> yeah, right. That was like so. Whatever, whatever he was counting in at, whatever he was counting in at, double the tempo. That just know in your head that when the song actually yeah. starts, it's going to be double the tempo. Um, and then you could then you could work with that. You know what I mean? Then you just give him half the count in. Oh, there but, you uh, go. Anyways, yeah, he's right. half just time, go. Jeff. Yeah, this is in halftime. And then you go, oh, he's like nailing it. <laughs> um, I, I love all those guys and I would love to play a gig and I think that would be magnificent. And we got to make it happen. Boston Brian is going to be with us in just a moment. Um, we're going to take a break and we'll be back right after this. There we go. I've had people walk out of me before, but not when I was being so charming. Video streaming at housefarms.com. Well, I don't care for you if the people sludge you're trowling out. Us faithful pimpstick. True progressive talk. Might be a good time for you guys to give up. Welcome back. It's I mean it's a it's a party in the in the in the live stream. It looks like we're all kind of gathered in in Boston. Brian, oh, he's giving us a hug, putting his arm around. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Kumbaya, my friend. Boston Brian, of course, is Dem Boston Brian on all your favorite uh, social media websites and some of the worst ones as well. And then uh, Johnny Million is with us. He's got a channel on YouTube and Twitch. It's Johnny Million, yep. and um, uh, we I mean we have a ton to talk about. Um, you know, I don't even know where we start. Do we start with? Uh, we were just talking about Rudy Giuliani before the oh, break. One hundred forty-eight yeah. million. Yeah. Um. Uh. Your reaction now, because I know you you were you were expecting to be third in line because you were going to sue him as well. So now, are your hopes of getting any money out of this? I mean, any, any, I'm, I'm I'm more worried for um you know uh you know Ruby Shea and free you know them getting yes. money. You know what I mean? I'm right. just because. I know he's got. I know he's in some serious financial trouble. I know he doesn't have much. He's got the the condo in New York, and I guess uh, uh, an apartment in in uh, Palm Beach down by Mar-a-Lago yep. somewhere. But yep. I mean, there's other like you just said. There's other people online. I'm finding out where you know Rudy owes not he owes people some money. You know what I mean? Oh so, yeah. And like said, I like that he can't claim bankruptcy. I like that's not an option in this thing. But I just, yeah. I don't know. I've heard a lot of people say where well, I've won judgments of 200000 250000 a million, and I've never seen a penny because the people, you know, did some shady tricks yes, behind yes. the scenes to move some money yeah. around, and there's nothing the banks can do, basically. You know what I mean? So I'm more right. worried about them. Like, I'm happy, absolutely, with the amount 
it, it should have been it should have been somewhere in that range. I mean, especially where he just came out again and you know basically doubled down after after his court case the other day uh, on everything that he was just found to be <laughs> guilty of. Right. Um, and again, I think that's just because he thinks I'm screwed anyway, so I might as well do the Trump defense, which is just stick to my story. No matter it, it, the more you call it a lie, the more I'll stick to it because there's no impetus. He gets there's no upside. He can't dig himself out of this hole, and that's effectively where Trump is as well. Right? Don't you think? I just think he like just can't he knows that you can't go, down. You can't get blood out of a stone. You know right. what I mean? So I think right. at this point he feels he's got nothing to lose. You know, he, no matter what, he's not going to be able to come up with 150 million dollars. Nowhere near it. No. So it's like, what's he? You know, what's he? What's what, what? He's got nothing to lose at this point. So, right. I just. Um, I, hope, I mean, it, no matter what, even if they get. You know, even if they split, they both split the the condo in New York three yeah. million dollars a piece or whatever it comes out to after you know the taxes yeah. and real estate fees and all that stuff is still a substantial amount of money um, for for them to have an, a nest egg, a little something on, right. on, the, on the side to, to you know something to, to make it make them more comfortable in life because I'm sure they're still dealing with you know idiots uh, you know like yeah, I mean, they can't, like even, they the can't live in a like, building. They can't live in a building or a house that lists them in, as living there. Right. Like, I was just going to say, she doesn't like when people in the like the supermarket yell her name anymore. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? She used to go into these places and they'd yell her name and she'd say hi and respond to her. It gets a little, like, you know, a little jumpy on, okay, don't know who's, who, who just heard what name that was and what are they going to do type thing. And I find it interesting, um, especially that in sort and this kind of lines up with both the selling of Rudy Giuliani's apartment and whether or not he is the direct owner or whether he has one of these kind of like LLCs that hold it. And that's the way he'll try to dodge around whether or not he can sell it and that kind of stuff. And God knows, you know, that's where we start digging down. Like, Oh yeah. Who bought this apartment for Rudy Giuliani? Who bought this place? Did he buy it himself or did somebody else throw the money to him? Cause it's $6 million is a lot for a former mayor and whose books didn't sell. Now he had a security company that worked with, Russia, and that's the flow point for probably the vast majority of his money, wherever it is. And most of it's probably in a Deutsche Bank account or in the Bank of Cyprus. That's their two favorite stops. It worked for Donald Trump. It, he probably thought it would work for him. But New York just passed – Is there's a uh, – New York State passed a law that uh, – uh, like gives transparency in real estate holdings in the LLC. So that if you're on the board of an LLC, you got to list who you are, your actual living address and your email address. If you have one, which everybody does, there are people in, you know, the, all the people fighting that are the Rudy Giuliani's in the New York uh, and, and the Donald Trump's and the, those folks and their, and their Russian backers. But Hochul's probably going to sign it. And California's doing a similar kind of thing. That's probably the one thing that kept made people able to hide assets from these kind of lawsuits. Uh, you know, was primarily that you could have an LLC that nobody knows who the partner is, so you don't even know that your money's in it, much less anybody right. else's. Right. So that's a huge change. But how much that affects? Because he's known for a long time that he's 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 been heading for some financial trouble. I mean, his right. wealth's been drying up. Uh, you know, you know when you're on cameo, um, things are not going well. So right. I, mean, I just I have a feeling as crazy yeah. as he is and as delusional as he's become, I do feel like these idiots are still smart enough to know the backdoor uh, financial ways to play, you know, to hide money and to to always make sure they have a little something on the side there. But maybe, hopefully, I'm wrong. You know, hopefully, I'm wrong. Well, I, here's the thing: I, I don't doubt that they're shuffling their stuff around. I just think that's gotten harder with the sanctions. Um, the the Russian sanctions have really 
put a stop to a lot of the, you know, that easy money shuffle and the death of Bitcoin effectively as another source, because there, there are a lot of people who, who are using that as a shuffle, because if it went up, great. But if it stayed stable, you were cool. Yeah. Um, th- there's a little bit of stability right now, but nobody's going to dump all their money into Bitcoin all of a sudden, cause a spike and a drop, and then go where'd my money go? So they're like, they're it's that's why do you think Menendez has gold bars and and bags of cash? Right, right. It's that's that's it mm-hmm. floating around. So the same thing with Rudy. Like I I don't doubt he started moving some stuff. I just I think he's mistaken to think that people don't know. Did you see? I'm assuming you saw his little Twitter post. The video? No. Uh, oh, I, I saw uh, you know bits of his video that he did, but I didn't see his uh, Twitter post specifically. What was his take? He, it's basically him saying he doesn't care if they take everything he's got, all the money in the world, and as long as he's doing it, he did it for his dad and for Jesus. And Jesus, yes, yeah, right, um, yeah. That was the that was from his uh, talk show or whatever that he does. He was yelling yeah. in the background because I right. was dying laughing. Like, did he, was he sitting in a Starbucks and somebody's just like, hey, no, he's, in his, <laughs> he's in his soon to not be his apartment anymore. And, and he's taught, he's doing this kind of like, as long as I'm doing this, you think he'd edit that part and we love you, Rudy. Don't interrupt me. Right, right. Does he not have I was about to say my dad and Jesus. I'm trying to look, I'm trying to build fake sympathy with people. I'm oh. trying to make them think that. A guy who would do what I did to a woman I thought was 15 in the Borat movie is a Christian. <laughs> That's my goal. That's what I'm trying to sucker these people in to thinking that I ask Jesus about my decisions to to accuse two women I've never met of uh, passing around USB drives like heroin. When Jesus right? tells you to tuck in your shirt, you tuck it in. Doesn't matter where right, yeah, you are, who yeah. you live. Je- Jesus would tell you to put your own mic on and take it off yourself. As a person, I think of everybody uh, on this show for sure. I'm pretty certain I've been miked more than anyone. I can pretty much say yes. that five seasons of Queers Folk and 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 often scantily clad. And did you have every- to wear mic packs during all that? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, obviously, some of them it was impossible. <laughs> but um, in other, most of the time, though, you're wearing that. They're also getting you with a boom, but you're also, you know, you got to cover it, right? So everybody wants as clear audio as they have. I've been mic'd a bunch of time. Never, ever have I ever asked a, a, a even a, a same sex uh, <laughs> operator to help me get my mic pack off. A junior assistant. Hey now. Yeah, much, much less. Uh, somebody who's not even the tech like she was the reporter like the tech's daughter she was, she was the interviewer she was interviewing him she wasn't like it's just like that part of it like every part of that is so grotesque and then you go and then you wonder why trump who apparently can't afford a house but lives in an apartment that's uh three times smaller than he says it is which i think is true of a lot of trump's things Including his hands, and uh, anyways, um, I love his new know. complaints too. His his new complaints in his speeches are directly because he can't get uh, any money from banks. So he's telling everybody that nobody's getting any money. Doesn't yeah, matter right. what the interest rate is. Nobody can get a loan. No, no, it's like you, even if, even at that rate, they won't give it to you. No, yeah, nobody's giving you money anymore, dummy. You can't refinance at all, even at nine percent. That's why he said nine, ten, eleven percent because that's what they offered. Because he needs to. Yeah. 
He's got to get these plug phones. Brought nine hundred dollars to spend on merch at the rally that they all have right. to spend. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, they, people like the front row Joes who have who drive their you know hundred and fifty thousand dollar <laughs> Winnebagos across the country to see ninety Trump rallies and <laughs> and and like get a like a tattoo at every parlor of each what? like hash Talk marks like you're in that prison. actually know what the actual gas prices are around this country. Uh, the front row Joes, mm-hmm. like you think if anybody would be like, well, he's saying it's eight. Nine dollars. We just drove across that. the country nine times. I didn't pay that once. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. None of them are. This isn't stopping any of them. And the airports suck. No, I flew here. Like uh, all of them. It's right. They're all filthy uh, and dirty. And I'm flying on the twentieth to go back to California. And I've been there probably like five times in the last I don't know six six months. And I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know it's only two airports, but it's two huge international airports that I'm flying into and out of every time. Right. I've had zero trouble. Uh, I haven't right. seen any any uh, murders. Oh my I God. haven't seen any like you know dirty parts of the airport. Right. No, I don't know like, what he's talking. Even Laguardia doesn't suck anymore. I think <laughs> Seth, uh, uh, Seth Myers was making that point. Like he can't even make Laguardia jokes anymore because it's so much better. Holy hell! Look, the Kansas airport, which was one of my like hinge point airports for a very long That's a time. Fantastic airport. The new one is. Which one is it? Uh, Kansas, Kansas City. The old one is. Awful. Good Lord. It, I used to, I mean, you'd have to take this like bus between terminals outside. You'd be freezing oh, your butt yeah, off. Yeah, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. And, it, and, it, and they had like three, like a Starbucks in one of the terminals. So if you if you had like a nine hour yeah, wait, you had to get in, in that bus right. to go over to that one and then come back with you like clinging to your hot coffee, See, which Rogan's was really awesome. cold in your hands. More, like restaurants and bars. Than now do, now like, it looks like a it looks like a mall with airplanes stuck right, to it. Right, it's amazing. Right. Exactly. And the, like Chicago, like it's ridiculous. And that's why All I these like places that's Fort Worth because they have that nice tram. I mean, it's huge. So they got that nice tram, yeah. tram that takes you wherever like, you want, you know, outside. It's Tomorrowland at Disney World and Disneyland. <laughs> right, right, right. And this, and this, by the way, let me tell you the other reason. And we got to take a break and we'll be back right after this. We're, we got Boston Brian with us. We got Johnny Miller with us. Let me tell you the other reason why John, Donald Trump thinks airports suck. Because he can only land his big dumb plane at the little regional airports that don't charge you anything to land your plane there. And that's where he has his rallies because he's not allowed to rent big venues anywhere because he refuses to pay his bills for security Uh, and traffic and all that stuff. So he's having to give these like that's why he's doing little gymnasiums in Iowa now. It's the only place they'll take him. He has to park his airport at the crap like executive airport, which is tiny and smells like coffee. We'll be back right after this. (laughs) With Chad, was it... You're locked into the House Sparks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Well, welcome back to the show. Uh, we got uh, Boz and Brian and, uh, and Johnny Million. We were just talking about the end of Donald Trump's last Iowa pre-caucus captain uh, gymnasium event that he did or whatever. And it's the first time in a while that we're he's done that. T- in decline. Yeah. <laughs> He he he's he plays this like evangelical chord progression behind him because he's doing this. It's so stupid. It's like it's like Hitler for dummies. It's the weirdest thing. And he talks over this like loop of keyboard music. And so I just started when we were doing it, I just started singing like gospel 
hype man <laughs> lyrics. It's got to be loop. The song's a month oh. long. <laughs> like, there is no way they know how long this is because he doesn't know. He just, and he, this is also the weirdest thing. He said the whole speech over. He just hit every talking point with music behind it. Like it's a, you know what it reminded me of? Okay, so my girlfriend, the the lovely and talented Summer, um, is uh, who's at the gym right now. Um, I'd like to say uh, she worked for a hypnotist for over a decade. Guy Mark, oh, yeah. lovely dude, really talented. And one of the things that they do when you hypnotize someone in the initial hypnosis is he plays this pulse music behind it. This kind of like low rumble. Um, you know, there's a sort of a binaural beat going on left and right. And then there's just this sort of calming keyboard sound behind it. And this is exactly what Trump It's like Trump is somewhere between like it's like if Pat Robertson was a Vegas hypnotist. There's no that way is. somebody sat down and played this song for this long. <laughs> just no way. Yeah, there's no way they got somebody to just sit at a keyboard and, and be backstage and go, how long, how many times do I have to play these chords? I get, I, I get charged by the chord, by the way. I walked, I was walking around the post office and I'm like, got tears streaming down my face and I'm like staring at the ceiling because people are like, what is this kid on? Like I'm just dying laughing. Uh, not, nobody's around. Nobody's doing anything. Somebody's walking by. I'm like I'm biting my tongue, uh, biting my lip. I'm like, so I want to be so able to tell to them. That. Uh, uh, it's you know, and again, uh, the it, people talk about how like Trump's like, what if he wins? What if he, he's not going to win? It's not happening. There's just no way because a. He doesn't Flora want says it. I have to feed her. I'll be right back. All right. Oh, okay. I didn't hear that my furry cat. Now she's in. That yeah, one eye cat, Brian. Fantastic pollster that, yeah. that he wouldn't love very much if the numbers were different. But he does love her because the numbers seem to be in his favor. Right. Yeah. She was at the, uh, every, at the other, rally. every other real poll that you look at, he's 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 uh, trailing Joe Biden. <laughs> right. Oh, by yeah, by 10 points. And, it, <laughs> and it's increasing. And again, that is. That's even when you 50-50 the crowds. Right. Right? When you when you go, oh, we got 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans in an area that has, you know, 1,500 Democrats for every 500 Republicans. Not that only that, it's totally dismissing the, say, 18 to 24 vote because yeah. a lot of these polls are done by landline. And we all know how many 18 to 24-year-olds have and answer landlines nowadays. Right. So. Or, or just people in general. And again, like I said, I'm almost 40. Never once in my life have I received a phone call asking me who I'm going to vote for, why I'm going to vote for that. I mean, granted, I do live right. in a where most of the people are in you know, uh, uh, agreement, at least, on, on what type of uh, society we want, what laws we want, right. how strict we want them, and stuff like that. So, I mean, we, well, yeah, you're not going to get any horse race numbers out of that. Right. I mean, you know, we have no problem electing a Republican governor if if we find, you know, if we feel that's what we need at that time. His policies are what we need at that right. time. We still can get together and say, OK, well, it's, I, I would call that like uh, gas pedal, brake pedal politics. Right. That's what that is. Progress what being mean, the gas pedal and conservatism being the brake pedal. And, and you need both to properly operate a vehicle. And that's fine. And if you can't have one party that's able to modulate within themselves which I think the Democratic Party is doing quite well these days. We've got we've got some people that are just heavy, like lead foots, 
And we've got some people that are, you know, that want to ride the brake all the time, nervously down the hill, or they've always got their hand, uh, their hand on the handbrake, right? Tough when you yeah. got a party as diverse as the Democratic Party. You know what I mean, you got that's right. People from not every walk of life you could possibly think of trying to trying to you know live as as one idea, basically, you know. Well, uh, before he devolved into gibberish, one of the few sentences that Kevin McCarthy was able to f- that was complete. Insane. I don't know what oh, my. his farewell speech. It, I don't. People need to check you it remember out. Remember when yeah. he was falling asleep? I forget what it was for. When he was in the yeah. background falling asleep, I, was it the State of the Union? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and he almost looked like he was either on something or it, it, I I kind of mm-hmm. feel like that's what was going on yet because he was just not making sense at all. And was he freestyling? Right. Like, did he have notes? Because I listened to it, but I didn't see. He I couldn't totally, see. It. Yeah, he totally had notes. Um, and I don't know how much he referred to him, but it didn't matter. The problem with notes is for a guy like that is that you you look down and you see some of the words, but the order doesn't matter. You just words, you know, jump into your head and they just kind of punch their way to the front of the line and fall out of your mouth. So it, you it, people like that invert sentences when they have notes and if they can't go off the cuff. That's why you only need bullet points and you never give them a written phrase or because they'll kill a joke or an anecdote. They will absolutely Good. flip it on its head. That's what Kevin McCarthy does with his weird condescending, you know, substitute teacher, assistant principal voice that he has. And the one thing he did say was that he looked up at the Democratic Party and he goes, that looks like America. We have a problem. Yep. And then he was like, we had the most diverse changes in – and I oversaw that ever. I'm like, yeah, but you checked two boxes with George Santos that are still in question. The, the, uh, I, the one coherent sentence he had that I liked was the, was the thing that made the least amount of sense where he was like, is Congress – did I leave Congress better than I left it five years ago when I came here? Is it better off now? <laughs> no. No. Of course not. Zero if, chance. If it is, that means you getting fired would be, quickly is an improvement. What are you talking about? I don't understand these people at all. I like I, I again uh, look, I well, I understand the the attempt. I understand, and this is very Trumpy. Try to turn every loss into a win. That's that's you know, that's the kind of stuff that, that, that like, oh, thank you so much for the super chat, Midas Mel. That's very sweet of you. And uh, and and keep that up. And by the way, Patreon.com slash Mel Sparks. Yeah. Um, so, that's my there, I mean, we look at the Republican Party like they try to kind of make lemonade out of, uh, I don't know, rotten apples. I don't know, every time. Um, but like smart though, you know what I mean? Like, sorry, I mean it's no. being smart by getting out when the when like before. I don't think he has a choice. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know how I, you. I don't know if they were going to accept George Santos to stay a little bit longer. I don't see why Kevin McCarthy. The only reason they uh, look, they're, they're. I think the only smart move in this in him leaving, honest to God, is the fact that he's denying them a vote and that the uh, yeah. that that they are down. Once he leaves, they are down to a. What a one vote majority as far as like leadership vote. They it, like, I think they have one more person that is, uh, you know, either going to be indicted or out. Yeah, in the House. There's a very strong, like, even Marjorie Taylor Greene was saying, like, um, a month, like th- a couple weeks ago when he announced that he was leaving, she's like, I hope nobody has a heart attack because they will lose <laughs> their majority. That's the party they have now. They're down to a yeah. heart attack and to bring them down. Right. 
<laughs> Look, I, I get it. The Senate, you know, that's why people were like, you know, some people were slow to roll on Menendez. Not me, not anybody. We were like, if that loses us the, oh, thank you. My girl brought me a coffee because I, it sounded like I was listing. Uh, to oh. pour. Um, no, <laughs> you sound tired. He's starting here. to fade. Yeah, you sound tired here. Oh, great conversation coffee. with the major, by the way. Great. Oh yeah, good stuff. He was he was terrific. Uh, yeah, nope, uh, we'll get him on on the regular as well. Now I got to get both you guys on at the same time. But in, in all honesty, before we go to the break or whatever, and and, and I, we normally we take questions for uh, for Phil, so I think we should have at least one or two, Johnny, for uh, from the chat for Brian. I think that's a possibility. I got one. Um, but one of the stories. And everybody else just one, says he's pretty. One one of the other stories that I think is is exemplary of the morality and ethics and the, uh, and the problems that is it almost falls loosely into the George Santos thing. And it's even got a wonderful dusting of sexism of, of misogyny in it that I find particularly uh, impactful is the moms for Liberty, Liberty sex scandal story. So I'm sure you heard this and most people didn't, the, the head of moms for Liberty, this woman, she and her husband, her husband sexually assaulted a woman that they were having regular three ways with, which is a <laughs> all right. To me, that would be the story. Not that they had three ways. Not that this woman was engaged in uh, anti, uh, you know, maybe unchristian like behavior according to them, which I disagree yeah, with. We don't yuck anybody's yum. Nope, we don't yuck yums here. We don't do it. But um, the. the uh, there's a lot of all the news around. It seems to be the like the pearl clutching. And and this woman had to step down because she was head of Moms for Liberty, which is just stupid anyways. But whatever. The, the, the fact that the weight of this whole thing is on her shoulders when her husband sexually assaulted the other woman that they have their tryst with. She didn't. This the head of the Moms for Liberty. She, she didn't do she didn't harm. Well. As a matter of fact. They were, didn't, they, were they drugging her? I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure no. about the stories of this whole. No, thing. it was completely consensual, apparently. But that woman decided she would. Here's the thing: the woman that they had this affair with said that uh, he, the husband, called and said, "My wife's out of town, or whatever. If you want to just hang out, or whatever." And, she, he, and the woman said, "Not really. I'm kind of more into your wife." And he went to her home and sexually assaulted her. He raped her. Now. That story alone, just that's a Dateline episode. That's just horrifying, and it's grotesque. And that and that man himself is just hideous. But all the story is about his wife, who's the head of Moms of Liberty. Like like she told him to, or that she directed him right. to, or that it was her saying, fault yeah. that because associated type thing, right? That's what's amazing about it. First of all, never mind the hypocrisy of their, you know, we're Christian families and we want good values for whatever. And they're doing this stuff. OK, fine. And this one, can I just say that again, if she, they were engaged in this, they were Democrats. They're like, yeah, we have the Democratic couple and they have uh, they had a, nobody sexually assaulted. They just had a consensual relationship or they had a certain. None of us would care. They're like, okay, that's cool. Were they able to pass a bill that uh, makes right. sure that corporations pay fifteen percent tax or something right. as a minimum? Like, yeah, what that's what they go home is what they do when they go home. But nothing to do with me as long as it's right. legal and it's not hurt. You know what I mean? That type of stuff. But the fact that it's laid on her in the news and in especially the story around this, the the pearl clutching that is happening in the right is about her. It, I, I mean, I think says. 
it tells you writ large what the priorities of the Republicans are. When we come back, we have to talk about the Texas abortion case and how I think that links to this. And that's really the thread that's being worked in the Republican Party. We'll be back. It's the House March Radio program, mega worldwide now with 100 percent more. Johnny Million, our, our good friend, Boston Brian. He's Dem Boston Brian on so many sites. You should be following him if you're not already. And uh, especially on the Patreon, we'll be back. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm going to have to jump on uh, GarageBand and start sawing something together. This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And then a guitar note. And then progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. The House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. We were talking during the break about the Kate Cox story in Texas. Um, and, and Boston Brian, you were saying this, is the, this story enrages you in a way that, uh, you know, more than almost any other that's going on probably right now anyways. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Kate Cox had an, uh, an, an, an unviable pregnancy. She had a fetus that was growing in her womb that had a twisted spine, a malformed skull and heart. It was not going to survive the pregnancy um, and certainly not more than, you know, and, you know, hours outside the womb once it was disconnected from her from uh, from the umbilical cord. And if she carried it to term, there was a very strong possibility that she could die and that she, uh, and she would if she did, if she managed to survive, she would not have children again. And it's. And that is a decision, by the way, that is when when a woman finds that out about a pregnancy she has, it's a very small window where you make that decision. A, a window so small that court intervention is obviously far longer, you know, a, a time frame than is functional. And the response, by the way, of of the legislature was tough. It's not our job to expedite things or to be, you know, or, or, or to be practical. We're, we're going on the, you know, on the, I guess, the, the morals and ethics that we have just decided. And so she, she fled the state finally, but they fought it as long as they could. But ultimately, she would have run out of time if they let this play out, which was another, I guess, part of this, the ploy. This whole yeah. thing would have been bad enough without the fact that a lower court had already ruled that she could have this procedure. So for right. people in power to then say, okay, I'm going to use my power to overrule that lower court's ruling, take it straight to the Texas Supreme Court. We all know Ken Paxton. We all know, you know, what he's capable of. Um, and then who knows, who knows what happened? Like, is she ever going to put in Texas again? Like, do we put it past Ken Paxton to sick the state police on her the second she steps foot in Texas again? Or, or, or anybody that helped her get to the airport or anybody that may have right. given her a couple bucks to, to spend on the procedure or the doctors that helped her or, you know, I mean, what, what, I mean, this isn't just her leaving the state. And I understand she's not a poor woman, but I mean, right. most of the people this will affect yeah. are going to be poor. And this is just a story that we hear of one of them that was able to go to afford to go to another state, luckily, and get the the you know the the healthcare that she deserves to have because she's a a human. Um, mm-hmm. It's it just it's it's uh, it's amazing to me that that you know we overrule 
law that says, okay, yes, like in the first place, the lower court shouldn't have had to make the ruling, but because they right. did make the ruling and then it was overturned, it makes it even worse. Like well, it's the window of, right. And the window of like this bouncing back and forth, the fact that there's even a chance that you need more than one, you know, court to sign off on a medical procedure right. that is an emergency is insane because ultimately if the, if the, let's say she, she got a chance to bounce it up to the Supreme Court of the country, right? That's the that's the thing. Out of Texas Supreme Court to the Supreme Court itself. I, I, when are they going to see it? Next session after right. she's already died of septicemia, Correct. Uh, it, like, and they know this. And so the you know the the cruelest the part of my brain that goes, what if you were evil? What would you? What? How, why would this be your plan? How would you do this? And the only reason I can think of is that poor women are effectively going to be sterilized. Or they're going to give birth to fewer kids if they can't get access to therapeutic abortions Your to save their own lives. Is probably right on, Hal. Yeah, that uh, that would you're be the plan. You already hear of young yeah. kids saying, "I absolutely don't even want to have anything to do with with kids." You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Well, and, and also, we have, we have had a rise in um, in fetal in, in in like postnatal death in, of children in the United States. A, 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 like a Point like a 1.2 percent rise, and the biggest jump we've ever seen, and it is directly tied to the fact that people are being forced to bring unviable pregnancies to term, and then as soon as the birth happens, this mother and her husband and her family and whoever else is there or their partner, whoever they are, has to watch this this being this this body die. It, I mean, effectively, isn't alive. In many cases, they're what missing about organs. If they Right? What about yeah. if Kovacs and Agla? What if she didn't leave right. the state? Had it done? Not 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 had it done, not had it done yet. But you know, Ken Paxton got to her before anything happened. Locked her up. What if the both of them died in in jail? You know what I mean? What right. if the fetus? You know, and then the the woman in jail. What, what would have, now we had now we needlessly we have somebody else that that is you know forced yeah. to to die in 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 a, in a jail cell in twenty twenty three in the United right. States right. of America. Come right. on, like hello. That, and also, so the NDA and one of the like uh, Americans in general can live in whatever state they want. Um, and and I guess the idea is, is that Texas and these states are trying to make it so that women who want control over their bodies will move to another state is I, is I suppose or, or who won't keep it to themselves, you know, who go visit their Aunt Margaret you know, for a couple of months if that ever goes wrong and then they come back, right? And it's all just under the table because they can afford it. But anybody, they don't want poor women who are having kids. They don't want uh, like women who, you know, vote for themselves, not their husband, which is the kind of mentality you would have if, if your own abortion rights are, uh, you know, the availability of them is important to you. And you can move around the states. You know who can't? Military members. If you get assigned to a base in Texas uh, and your family has to move down there, that's it. You don't. You don't get to go. Sorry, they don't have a. The, what if my wife needs a therapeutic abortion? I don't want her to die. Uh, can I? Can I request another base? Nope. You could get a. You can get a like a. I guess a discharge, but that's it. Can I ask in, what Tommy Tuberville got for all his nonsense that he created? What, what did he actually? Nothing. What did he actually get? Nothing. Okay, so just a, NDA, just a disruption. Just yeah, yeah. to our United States military in the way well, they. That was what he was going for. He they was going for notoriety. Yeah, he was getting, well, bad notoriety because it, right. it did not work out the, the way he thought. He backed the United yeah. States military, too. We're not talking about the grunts and the, and the, and the people fixing right. the tanks and stuff. We're talking about, the, the, you know, the heads of, of, of you know, yeah. military divisions and 
So, yeah, yeah, well, and also uh, minor, like, mid-level officers, too, the kind that where it makes a significant difference in your financial outlook, you know, when you're, right. you know. Yeah, you're, 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 right. yeah right. It, me- right. It, it means a lot. And he stopped all of those. He stopped everything. He's still holding, like, the four-star generals or something like that, which yeah, I, like. A $40,000 difference a year or $50,000 right. a year between E9, E10, whatever it may be, you know. Yeah. So it's really affecting these people's ability to, to, you know, continue to uh, move. And they can't even move. Like they know they've been assigned to a base or something like that. So basically Tommy Tuberville, what he was trying to do was get the Texas law to apply to the entire military. The rules set by Texas will now apply to all military so that instead of you bring the rights as somebody who's defending freedom and working in the military and living in the military or being married to somebody who's in the military to Texas, Texas gets brought to you. Right. And the lowest level of freedom afforded to the least in the United States would be applied to the military. The idea that these guys think that's a win is is exactly why they're going to lose next year. Not only that, but the yeah. idea that people believe that they somehow are defenders of our military service members and, uh, you know, uh, proponents. They blocked the NDAA yeah. this week. Right. And then that's it's right. Like, and, uh, you know, the burn pits, they, they vote against, uh, what was it, the PACT, uh, Act. The PACT Act had had a ton you of did. stuff in there you were talking about, the major with, that I heard. Yeah. Direct impacts on not only him, but his family and, uh, you know, their ability to get health care, their ability to get a check at the end of the month so they're not living in poverty, they're not living with worry and fear of how they're going to put food on the table. Um, that yep, these, yep. Are what the, these are what these people vote against. And yet, people are still somehow... Like uh, at the last at the last rally, uh, Donald Trump mm-hmm. did. They had uh, somebody that was in, I believe it was the Iowa National Guard, um, and said he mm-hmm. served under two or three presidents. Right. Um, said he um, would, got up to set up a meeting with between two, you know, high ranking people, and 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 Donald Trump was the best uh, commander in chief that he ever served under. And it's like I don't like h- how, how like how well, you can be I don't because know, that's a, I would argue that problem. That that person probably joined the military um, around, uh, you know, and this there's a baseline of these folks that joined the military post 9-11 because it, it, Islam was coming to America and we got to keep these people out. And just Trump's border stuff is his single issue. The they don't care about it. Right. Nothing else matters. Yeah, right. right. They just want to bounce anybody that looks different out of the country it's out of fear or what happened on 9-11, their reaction, their emotional reaction to it or whatever drove them to that. And they are a single issue voter about that kind of stuff. And 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 by the way, he didn't improve the border. He made it worse. The wall it, it required an access road built on the Mexican side that made it accessible by human beings That's further than it had ever been. You can now walk. All the way the length of the – there used to be fencing and all kinds of stuff and really rocky beach-like kind of rough areas. You can now walk with, your, ro- with a rolling suitcase. You can now take a rolling suitcase to the end of the wall, which used to be the fence, and walk around it because it's Indian land or private land. One of those electric suitcases you can ride. You ever seen one of those? It follows you like R2. But that's why yeah. he's now saying in his speeches that it was – Border Patrol's design for the wall. You've seen now recently he's yeah. added that, okay, you know, it was their design. They wanted it to look like that because that's him getting out of the fact that it's not working. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, and that people, he, he's seen the video of it falling over or the wind blowing it down or the people cutting through it or climbing over it. 
And then when he says, oh, they sold the rest of it for pennies on the dollar and they didn't set it up, it's like, yeah, well, because we can't set it up like you always say on Indian uh, reservations and private yeah, property. Yeah, private land. We're not going to do eminent domain right. on native land. That's why. And, and because you needed that big monument to yourself, you needed that – the construction, which was both on both sides. By the way, the twenty thousand soldiers were protecting the like the Mexican contractors that helped build the thing that were right. hired to build it on the cheap. That and that's why that access road is there. This, get, the, like, there's a Donald Trump immigration highway that people need to start talking about because that's what this is. This is the Donald Trump Memorial uh, Immigration Highway where you can now walk. The entire length of the wall on the Mexican side without That's having to climb over anything. You don't have to go around anything. You know, you just, yeah, you can run a car, a truck, coyotes. It's like easy. They can go all the way to the end of it and dump everybody and then drive back and pick up another load. Right. Have a tank of gas. You're all set. Yeah. But how about this? I love how Donald yeah. Trump is always saying that he that he was go- first he was going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. Then he said he did get Mexico to pay for the wall. Somehow now he tells his people. There was actually no way for them to ever pay for the wall, but right, still right. says he got Mexico to pay for the wall. <laughs> right. Well, because the soldiers. I know the soldiers, but. The soldiers but, now, but just him saying that there was absolutely no avenue ever for Mexico to pay for that wall just makes him look like a fool for saying yeah. that Mexico was going to pay for the wall for so long. <laughs> Here, here's the part I don't understand. If Mexico isn't the primary source of most of the immigrants that are crossing the border, that's the issue he has. And there are these caravans coming up. Remember the whole caravans conversation? Here comes another caravan. My question is, why don't you ask Mexico to put the 28,000 troops at their at their southern border? <coughs> yeah, right? to stop the people if, coming if, into if the right, idea right, that they're being dumped out of yeah. insane asylums and blah, blah, blah. Everybody's being dumped out of Honduran you know, uh, gang members are coming up here. Why? Why would you want them on our border? We've got soldiers. We've got CBP. We've got surveillance at that right. border. We've got material. You don't kind send of, them down there, stupid. Kind of a waste and that's because of, uh, it was always phony. Soldiers yeah. doing that. You mm. know? So we, we got to take a break. Sorry. Last break, and it's been a, a rough show as far as topics today. Even though we've had the joy of Johnny and 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 Boston Brian with us, so I do have some 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 good stories when we come back. I promise. I do have an actual like kind of happy ending. Including we all might live in space stations in the near future in a good way. And America will become Yellowstone. Or uh, the entire country. Yeah, we'll be back. Jellystone. Jellystone. <laughs> hey, boo I am happy. You are happy. Let us be happy together. Whether the weather is cloudy or sunny, I will always be a funny honey bunny. I am lucky. You are lucky. Let us get lucky together. Whether the weather is cloudy or breezy, I'll be there to say, hey, come on, let's take it easy. Because isn't it nice to have the friends that you do? And isn't it nice that the sky is so blue? And isn't it nice to say I love you? Chugga, chugga, choo, choo, woo. I am smiling, you are smiling, let us smile together, whether the weather is cloudy or stormy, I will still be there in the morning, I'll be right by your side in the morning, I'll make you breakfast in the morning, I hope that you like cereal. Yay! <laughs> Can I just Hooray. say, uh, from, uh, we wish Kate well, she well. actually yes. had a, a lung cancer surgery recently. Oh, oh and happy right. birthday, Benny Loco, I missed it, I'm sorry. Yes, um... So, uh, yeah, Kate McCucci, um had a, a, a biopsy, and then they removed cancer from her lung. Um, she's doing well. She was in the hospital. She posted a, 
uh, a video about it, but um, yeah. Um, Keep anyway, she's like, I never smoked. I never did anything like that. It's just, yeah. it's just one of those things. You, it's hard the to tell. Lottery. Right. And whatever her exposure was at some point in her yeah. life. Um, but uh, anyways, but we love her we and we wish her well. And uh, we want her to be okay because her, we need her to have full lung capacity for her wonderful singing voice and the songs that she makes. Yes, so there. Yeah. Now I, I have a, I have a piece of uh, like a happy ending good news. And then we're going to, do we have a couple questions for Boston Brian though, that, that I want to do the, no? the first okay, one I want to jump to is wait, where wait, can wait, people wait, get that sweatshirt, Boston Brian? Oh uh, yeah. That's a good, this story. is one of my uh, girlfriend's designs, Mel. And I believe you got them on get them shirts uh, at my Shopify slash my Shopify. Mm-hmm. So G E T M shirts, my shirts. You know, get them. Get them shirts. shirts. Yep. For like Democratic yeah. merch type. You know, right, right. That's where we were going with that one. But I happen yep. to like this one. I really like it. Yes. Not that you can yes. see. Yes. Pro yeah. choice, pro equal rights, pro gun control, pro democracy. With you on all of that, my friend. Um, I do appreciate. All right, it. let's. I'll. 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 I'm going to interject the happy ending stuff in the middle of this. This will be the first one because I just particularly like this one. Um, let's see if is this the yeah here we go. Uh, you're not Philip Edner. That's so wrong. Hold on one second. Um, Those are some they're, they are. They're very big. Uh, do I go morning guys? What's there? Okay, well, we'll get it in there. I'll fix it in a second. Um, it's all right. Uh, there we go. Um, so the. <laughs> So this is uh, from the New York Times, but this is a viral dance happiness campaign in in Iran is upsetting the clerics. Now, all the story about like women not wanting to wear their hijab and people and, and the two women who've been assaulted and another teenager who died in their uh, in you know, because she was assaulted by the religious police in there has turned the Iranian people towards their freer instincts. And um, and I gave a little bit of a backstory to Iran and the and the, the, the Persian background of it and and the, the fact that they're not Arab. And as a matter of fact, the word Aryan and Iran have the same derivation like this is, a, you know, people have a very disjointed view of who really lives in Iran, who really was there. But the baseline of the people for the longest time were very pro-Western. I mean, most like Iran, you know, up until, you know. The Shah left and, and the and the Khomeini's took over, the Imams took over, look like Paris with some sand. Um, but there's this 70-year-old fish market stall owner named that everybody calls Boogie, who was grooving in public, dancing, which is a violation of Iranian law, as everybody clapped and sang this song. And it became a viral video. And now it's happening all over the place. And people are now doing like uh, these dance videos, doing hip hop dancing and uh, and and doing versions of his dance and incorporating it in like, you know, on the sort of like this is TikTok. No, it's Facebook reels or something, but it's not. Nope. Um, uh, Because China owns TikTok and they're not on the side of this. So anyways, uh, oops. But yeah, anyways, it's a, it's just, it's a lovely thing. And I, I will stack it on. There he is. This is him dancing. I'm showing it online. This is him singing a little song while everybody's at It's wicked. It's so fun. And, and, and he's like telling a little, like he's singing one of these songs that has a story in it or whatever. And all these people are super excited about it. It's really nice. That's awesome. And, and they're just having a good time. And most of the guys there, if you look at their clothing or they were walking around New York or someplace like that, you wouldn't know where they were from necessarily. They just kind of fit in. You go, are you Italian? Are you Greek? Are you 
whatever. It's like they would, and they would blend with everybody else. There's also a guy wearing a Call of Duty shirt, which is hilarious. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, which means they're all gamers, and which is illegal, also. And then um, the other thing too is that there's a huge metal like heavy metal underground in Iran of bands that are excellent. Some of them had, have had to flee because of it. And they're in the Netherlands uh, and they play really? it there. Yeah. There's, there's a huge, a story, yeah. like bit, Iranians, big metal fans. So I love them. And I, yeah. <laughs> With the Iranian uh, and, heavy metal underground. Oh yeah. Awesome. And, uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Okay. So let's grab a question before I run out of time. Cause I will eat the entire time. I just love that. I've got a question from Romulan 007. Have you seen oh. winds of war and remembrance? Who's that for? I think I've seen wings of That's war. For you, Brian. Remembrance. Yeah. What is remembrance? I'm not it's, familiar. Uh, that winds of war thing? and war and remembrance. Oh, They're a big history oh, and buff and they thought that you might be into it. I will definitely yeah. check out the other one. I will definitely check yeah. out the other one. I was on. all night last night. I was and then Amy O'Connor just wants to know if there's any way, what can we all do to help Boston Brian? Well, yeah. like I said, the patreon.com slash Boston Brian is probably the best way. Uh, we're trying to get to yeah. 100. I believe we're at 60-something right now, which I am just blown away by the people that do want to support and do want to help. I mean, just the, the, the most fabulous people that I've met through this whole process uh, Johnny Million and, and Hal included, Chicago, everybody everybody that's involved in these processes, Hal, the major. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just people fighting for what is right, fighting for people to have actual freedom. These are actual patriots that we're talking about yes. that care about our country, care enough to criticize our country because until you criticize something, I don't know if you can actually love it, really. I don't know if you can yeah. if you just go along with something 100% of the time. I don't want people to, to agree with me 100% of the time. I think right. the same goes. If you agree with me six out of ten times, fine. If you agree with me ten out of ten times, there's something wrong with you. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. as long as we can all coexist, I mean, like I said, the Patreon is the best way. Uh, just watching the YouTube videos, uh, my my Midas yeah. Touch videos, anything like, like that. Subscribing, right. thumbs and up, um, sharing. Okay. Sharing helps too because that Search, that will I mean, you know, that raise the possibility. Some unbelievable designs on the website. She really does. She's I mean, the stuff that does with you know mental health. If you have anxiety, if you have depression. Uh, she got T-shirts that goes along with that. She got, I mean, Ukraine stuff that you can see behind me. Everything that Ukraine, anything you buy that has to do with Ukraine, goes straight to United Twenty Four. Uh, we don't keep a dollar of it; goes right to the United Twenty Four fund that uh, uh, Zelensky represents. And you know, just being here, saying hi, you know, yeah, tell me what you think. Let me know, criticize awesome. me, telling me when I'm wrong, that type of stuff. That's what I want to know. Yeah, I uh, well, we need to have a powwow offline just to kind of like, uh, like because no, you think text back four days later, like you're texting immediately back. Yeah, <laughs> I'll start doing that more often. I'm terrible with it because I have to put my phone away or I won't get any work done. So I put mm. my uh, that seems to weird people out, but it, I that it keeps me off social media and it keeps me off of you know just texting right. back and forth with the. Right. Dozens of people so text me. It's always a nightmare when I look at my phone and I go, oh, three know, days later, and I'm like, you, he said he's responding to something I said four days ago, and I'm like, I don't even know what I was talking about. Like, what's, what's this? Right. <laughs> yeah, that's because my mother buries you behind a bunch of other texts, and my aunt Martha and everybody like, and like, oh, where are my Boston friends? Boston Brian They're, would be up somewhere near the top, three pages <laughs> down on my texts. Uh, anyways, I will. Well, I'll, I'll add you to the like emergency list, and it'll just come through automatically. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Boston Brian joining us today. Our good friend Johnny Million live streams on Twitch and YouTube um, uh, at it's Look, Johnny Brian, Million. I can do that too. I can do that too. Oh. 
sorry. I wasn't rubbing it in, I promise. Look at it. We look like a gradient. Goes from Johnny to me to Hal, the length. <laughs> yeah. Don't let this happen to you. <laughs> That's right. Thank you, Chicago. Uh, love you guys. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Nerd Halen will be at the Whiskey in L.A. on next uh, next Saturday night. So I'll do my Saturday, and then I will get the car and drive really fast to go do soundcheck. It's going to be That's hilarious. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Good times. We'll, uh, we'll see you next week, everybody. Thank you, guys. Who's out and ever wanted to?